I've got to say, um, when I, whenever I preach here at uh, Stack, uh, it's always, I feel like I learn more from doing the preaching than I kind of actually give out when I'm speaking. I guess probably a lot of you had the same experience whenever you've had to lead a Bible study or share something. Um, so, yeah, basically I've learned about lots of things over the last uh, year or so. Uh, and I also sometimes have a, like a sneaky feeling that Malcolm chooses me for a particular thing on purpose because he feels he has to kind of educate me a little bit. So with this one here, I'm kind of thinking, okay, maybe Malcolm's thinking I've got a problem with anger. Um, and to be honest, probably a lot of you would think um, I've, I'm quite a kind of easygoing kind of character. But actually, deep down, I do have a bit of a, a burning anger inside me. Uh, and it used to be a lot more visible when I was a kid. So uh, if you speak to my brother, he would say to me, actually, yeah, no, Rob has got a good temper on him. Um, and I think it's often the case, isn't it? Our, our nearest and dearest, they kind of see our kind of the, the rougher side of us. Um, so yeah, my brother would say that to me. And actually, um, I could tell you many stories about when I fell out with him. But um, he would say his, not my testimony, but his testimony for me is that when I became a Christian, I was about 16. There was a real change in kind of the anger in me. Um, anyway, the anger is still there deep down, uh, and I have to deal with that. So anything I say today, I'm saying to myself. This is going to be preaching to myself as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, from this passage uh, from the Sermon on the Mount, I kind of thought I'd reread that bit from last week uh, because I kind of feel like it makes more sense when the, uh, when the two come together. Uh, so, you know, maybe a, a stereotype of the Bible of faith is that uh, maybe if you'd gone to um, Sunday school as a kid, you would think, oh, in the New Testament, God's all about love. And in the Old Testament, it's all about kind of like you see God as the, the lawmaker and the judge uh, and you see his power. Um, I kind of feel like I really I kind of take issue with that. I think it's a, real, it's a real simplification, isn't it? And I think here we really see that in what Jesus says because Jesus said there, I'll try and quote it. I've not come to take anything away from the laws, uh, not the least nor the smallest detail, uh, which um, is a bit worrying for us, really, really, because uh, can we really live up to that? So Jesus is saying it's not just um, you've got to live up to all that stuff in the Old Testament. It's every single little bit and then more. Uh, and he says, in fact, to enter the kingdom of heaven, we need to be more faithful from, than the teachers of the law. So the teachers of the law that he was speaking about, these were the holy and holy, weren't they? These are the people who uh, you looked up to you think, uh, they know what they're talking about. But we need, to know, we need to know what we're talking about. We need to act even better than them. So how on earth can we do that? So he then gets into the nitty gritty, uh, going into talking about anger. And also we, uh, we talked about uh, lust as well. I'm actually going to focus just on anger today. I can't, I can't preach on anger and lust in one session. It's just too much to handle. So I'm just going to focus on anger but, anger, but I guess both these things are really kind of looking into detail of how can we live um, lives that are holier than the teachers of the law. So the first bit, is it behind me, is uh, you shall not murder. So that's obviously from the Old Testament, the Ten Commandments. And I think most of us would be, tick, we can do that. Um, it's not often we get the situation where we're going to murder someone. And most, cult I think all cultures admit that murder is a wrong thing. It's like morally wrong thing. So we can do that. That's all right. But then Jesus goes a step further. Uh, and he says that actually, really, we shouldn't even be angry with our brothers. Um, and it's like, wait a sec. We shouldn't be angry with our brothers. Now, that's a bit harder. Um, how can we do that? And I think that's really where... Uh, what Jesus was getting at where he's talking about you need to be uh, holier than the, uh, set, more set apart than the, the Pharisees, the teachers of the law. And the fact that what matters is not actually the action of murdering someone, it's your heart 
underneath it. And really for, for Jesus, the reason why he was so offended by the Pharisees and the teachers of the law is because they did all the things on the surface that were, they taught the right things and they looked like they were being, doing the right thing, but actually their hearts weren't right. So what we need to work on is not necessarily, well, the actions are important, but also the heart behind it. And that is the biggest challenge. So uh, in the sermon today, I'm going to try and do three things. I'm going to try to understand anger. Uh, and then what's our response to anger supposed to be? And then also, uh, what's God's response to anger as well? So that's what I'm going to try and go to. So, okay, understanding anger. Well, I think the first thing to kind of define is that not all anger is wrong. It's not anger on its own is not like a, on its own is not a bad thing. Uh, if we look through the New Testament, there's definitely moments where reading between the lines and even actually stated Jesus got angry. So probably if I asked anyone, they'd go, oh yeah, uh, I remember Sunday school. Uh, it's when Jesus was in the temple and he goes around throwing over the, uh, the tables. He was really offended by people in his father's uh, house who were making money. So he was angry there. He was passionate. Also, if you remember the story of Lazarus, uh, when he went to the tomb of his friend who had died, uh, he wept. He cried. I think it's the shortest verse in the Bible, isn't it? Jesus wept. I think if my facts are right. So Jesus wept there. And if you, listen, if you look at what, how he spoke, he's ordering people to do things. He's, he's passionate. He's angry there. Um, if you look in Matthew, I think it's chapter 2, uh, when Jesus has been challenged about the Sabbath, uh, basically, people were trying to catch him out. I'm not sure if it was the teachers of law or the people in the area, people around at the time were trying to catch him out about him and his views on the Sabbath. And it says that he was angry at the way they were talking about it. He, he didn't see the Sabbath as a thing where he had to be like they were trying to uh, portray it. So Jesus was passionate. Jesus was angry. Um, if we look at the Old Testament, there's definitely moments in the Old Testament where it talks about God as an angry, he's angry. Uh, with people, particularly the Israelites. So kind of the Israelites are a little metaphor for us, aren't they? Uh, they're always getting it wrong, always going down the wrong way. They might do something right, but within, within a few days or maybe the same day, they've done something wrong. And uh, God is uh, angry uh, with, his, uh, with his people. Um, and it kind of uses that phrase, he's slow, he's slow to anger, but he does get angry with his people. Uh, so there you go. So there is uh, anger is not necessarily a bad thing, Maybe you could think of it like uh, sometimes people get mixed up with the idea of uh, the opposite of love is anger. Well, I don't think that's the case. The opposite of love is hate, isn't it? Uh, it's not anger. And actually, sometimes if you really love something or somebody, actually, that is when you're going to be, that's going to when you're going to get angry. Uh, so maybe it's because God loves his people, the Israelites, so much. That's why he burned with anger. Uh, maybe it's because uh, Jesus loved Lazarus or the people at the time, um, maybe that's why he was passionate, he was angry at that time. Um, so if we look back at the, actually don't have to have a look at the passage because uh, what I'm interested in is the, the word used by Jesus uh, for anger, which won't tell us there, will it? Uh, it was a Greek word and apparently, I'm not a scholar in any shape or form of uh, Greek, but apparently there's different words for anger in Greek. Uh, one of them is thumos, apparently, which is kind of like your anger, like, oh, someone does something, and straight away, you're angry. You're kind of like someone, I don't know, drinks from your favorite mug, uh, and you're angry. They've taken your mug. Um, but the other word for anger is, um, try and pronounce it here, or augusesti. Well, I think it's based on the word auger, 
um, which and it's like a derivation of that. And that's more kind of like your brewing kind of anger, kind of like the anger that kind of like bubbles for days or months or years. Uh, and maybe the suggestion is that what Jesus was saying there is not the fact that you can't don't get angry with your brother. It's that don't build up that anger, that uh, malcontent with your brother. Um, so, uh, I don't know, I'm sure if you thought about it, you would have stories, you'd have times where you've kind of had that kind of anger build up. It's a set, you, know, you haven't been able to express your anger at a time, and so you've kind of had that um, discontent or that kind of sense of injustice. Uh, definitely at work in the past, I had a friend who kind of like, for me, they kind of epitomized this. Um, it started off with, uh, he was always felt like he was a little bit on the outside of the technicians at work. And so they would be talking and he wasn't in that group of people. Uh, and sometimes he felt a little bit like he was being talked down to. So he kind of had that kind of little kind of feeling of um, discontent. And then little things would come along in the day-to-day -day life of being in a, in a school where uh, there'd be something, some kind of issue. And because that person already had that kind of, that kind of feeling of chip on their shoulder kind of feeling, uh, bubbling anger inside them, they didn't really deal with those things very well. And always bit, small things became big things. For example, copper sulfate. I'm sure you all know what that is. Um, copper sulfate is probably something you can get from the chemist, but it's something we tend to make a lot of in the labs um, at school because it's not that harmful. And you can make it with acid plus uh, base, gives you salt plus uh, water. So basically, we make a lot of copper sulfate. It's a blue crystal. If you've ever had that, that crystal-making kit when you were a kid, um, it's the one way you basically make these blue crystals which grow and grow and grow over time. Um, so basically, um, I'm sure you've heard of this. <laughs> Here we come across it a lot anyway. So um, it, what happened was basically the two technicians, uh, this guy I'm talking about and the other one, um, had this copper sulfate. He thought you should just wash it down the sink. She thought you should uh, pack it up and send it off. Um, two different opinions, but didn't talk about it, talk it through. It became kind of this big issue. Um, and to be honest, they were both right, from my opinion. Um, but uh, it came to one time where basically one of them wanted to challenge the other in front of other people so they could see how they spoke to them about little things, about things like this. It kind of, you know, I'm trying to paint a picture. It's like these little things that build up, suddenly it becomes a bigger thing. And so everyone else is like, what's the problem? Um, so this is the kind of anger I think Jesus was talking about. And I think in that, there's kind of a progression, isn't there? And I think maybe that's why uh, Jesus, one minute is talking about murder, next talk, minute is talking about getting angry with your brother. Because when you have something where you're angry about, and then you, you mull on it a little bit, and you stew it over, it kind of, things kind of progress a little bit, don't they? And then uh, after you stew it over a little while, maybe something comes up, like with my friend, the technician, about copper sulfate, and you don't respond to it in the same way because of all these other things that you're kind of at the back of your mind that you, uh, you sense. And so you respond to it another way, and then suddenly you've got something else to be angry with the person about, which hasn't been dealt with. Um, it kind of builds, and suddenly it becomes where you kind of see them as the, the foe, the person who is worthy of being angry with. And really you're in the right, because at the end of the day, you knew what you were talking about when you were talking about copper sulfate, and they didn't talk to you in the right way. Um, so kind of this kind of progression that keeps going, I guess, Maybe what Jesus is getting at is the fact that then it progresses on and on and on, and suddenly very bad things can happen with that anger. And maybe, as well, what we were talking about at the start of the service, where we were talking about how what a good thing it is to have peace. And uh, I think AJ shared a, a word that he was thinking about how 
uh, kind of we can have this piece. I forgot what AJ said now, sorry, but it was definitely I kind of took from it, took away from it that uh, it was you know that sense of peace and what Hazel talked about and down in town and how that sense of peace isn't there. Maybe this is something that we need to really fight for. Uh, the fact that we can't let these things stew in us because then you don't have that sense of peace. And we need to be a people who have that peace. It's not to say you don't get angry. It's just a sense that you don't let that stew and bubble over and become more and more reasons to uh, have problems with people. Um, and I just wanted to say as well, just on, on that as well, is uh, anger is a good thing, but the problem is that pretty much always our anger is misguided. So however... However much we kind of see something as something worthy of ang getting angry with, uh, quite often uh, it's not perfect because our love's not perfect either. We kind of have our, our loves kind of in the wrong order. Because um, there's lots of things to get angry with in the world, aren't there? Lots of things where there's, mis uh, there's injustice, there's things that aren't right. But I don't know about you, usually the things I get angry about is when someone, um, I don't know, uh, beeps at me uh, or pulls out in front of me in, in the car or someone uh, says a word, says, says something to me where I was actually saying something, they just speak over me a little bit. It's kind of those little things. Those are the things that I get angry with uh, most often. That's the thing that kind of like just winds me up a little bit. It's not really, I'm not usually getting angry about kind of people in Kenya uh, where Tim is and the fact that they haven't got a toilet to go, go, to, uh, go to the toilet on properly and there's a problem. They might get, um, you know, germs and illnesses because they haven't got a good toilet. That's not the things I'm getting angry about. The things I'm getting angry about are just when someone just winds me up a little bit. So I think there's a, one of the things that, about anger is that we have to admit that actually our anger is quite often misguided. So maybe a reflection I'd have for you is, what's, what are the things that are bubbling in you in the background? Maybe you've forgotten about it for the time being. Um, but what's there in the background? Um, and maybe, maybe you have to admit that your anger in that thing is not in that in that situation is not totally uh, just. Sometimes it's a little bit misguided as well. Um, before I did the sermon, I had to obviously think of what things I'm angry about uh, and do I have any issues. Um, and I have to admit that yeah, there are things that are bubbling in the background that I have to deal with. Um, so we come to what Jesus' solutions were. So he gave a couple of situations where you should have solutions to it. So one of them is a situation we probably haven't been in, uh, and that is where you're going to give a sacrifice at the altar. So it's not there, but verse 23, Peter, if you want to go to it. Uh, the situation is sacrifice at the altar, and uh, this, you can kind of picture it. Uh, if you were in first century um, Jerusalem, uh, you had to go make sacrifices at the altar. And when the, the altar would be, probably, I'm, I think, would be in Jerusalem. So you'd take your, for your lamb that was uh, the best in the flock, or you'd take your whatever the sacrifice was, your bird or your uh, bull. I don't know. I'm not an expert on sacrifices. But you'd take that to the altar. But if you think about it, for this, uh, for this group of people they're talking to, this is the Sermon on the Mount. That Sermon on the Mount wasn't in Jerusalem. I'm pretty sure if my, my geography and my theology was right, that was actually quite a way off from there uh, in Galilee, I think, uh, is the case. So this situation is kind of like Jesus is painting a picture where you're at the altar, you're about to give your sacrifice, then you realize you've got something that's not right between you and someone else. Well, don't just do the sacrifice, then work it out a few days later. Say, no, go at once. Uh, leave your gift, 
Leave it at the altar. So leave that with the, uh, whoever it is, the uh, Pharisee or the Sadducee or someone else who's going to look after that gift for you and go back and sort out that injustice. And I think maybe the emphasis is uh, go at once. Deal with it now. So don't let, our, don't let these things uh, kind of bubble over and happen for a long time. Uh, and also it's in there it's got make peace. So that idea of... Um, Although anger is not always right, the better thing is we need to make peace with those people uh, and in those situations. So that was a challenge for the people there and it's a challenge for us as well. Um, so I was thinking about my situation where I'm angry with someone and uh, I, uh, I guess I thought, right, okay, I better try and make peace with that person before I do this sermon, otherwise I'm being a proper hypocrite. Um, so, right, I'll try and make peace. But then the next thought that goes through my head is, okay, but wait a second, they're going to take that the wrong way. Uh, they're, gonna, they're not going to want to make peace with me, and uh, what's the point? Uh, or, I guess I must admit, another thought goes through my head is, um, I, I go and say something to them and try and make up, but they don't really understand, kind of, actually, that I'm mainly in the right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they don't really understand my situation, and they're not going to say sorry to me. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of reasons why it's difficult to do that. It's difficult to go and make peace. Anyway, the challenge is there from Jesus, go and make peace. Um, I won't tell you what happened in my situation, but I did try. I did try and make peace. Okay. Um, and I guess the other situation, uh, verse 25, is, uh, is kind of a more of a legal sort of situation where someone's, you've done something, someone's done something, they're taking you to court. Um, so I guess maybe that speaks into that kind of situation where actually it's not going to be just. I'm going to make peace, but then it's not going to be just. And Jesus still says, no, try and settle it out of court. Don't go through all the, the whole situation of taking them to court and going through all that scenario. No, settle this. Be wise. And I guess this is where uh, life's not simple, is it? So maybe if you try and make peace with someone, maybe it won't go, like Jesus was saying here, in a very simple case, like making peace, it's all done. It's all done and dusted. Maybe you have to make some sort of settlement there. Maybe you have to work this through. Um, and, uh, you know, it's not easy to make peace with people who, where situations are broken down, has it? It is going to be messy. Um, but I think God will bless that, and I think God will bless uh, your efforts in that. And it may, might, may take time, but settle it before you get to court. I was going to very briefly just try and associate with something, uh, current affairs, uh, which I'm not very good on, but Johnny Depp recently was trying to go to court, wasn't he? Uh, I tried not to follow that at all, but it's just, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? Uh, you know, they're going to court, it's costing millions of pounds, it's on all the papers, it's fantastic to read about, but essentially, it's just a broken down relationship. And it's just all the things that kind of come up in court, it's just tit for tat. I feel sorry for the judges who have to listen to this. I try and pick it apart. It's basically like being at school and you're listening to the kids at school saying to you, well, that and that, you can't tell the difference, can you? So let's settle it before we get to that situation. Um, I just want to stray a little way from what Jesus was saying and uh, just think a little bit about uh, what good anger would look like. And so for that, I just want to turn to James chapter 1, verses 19 and 20, because let's face it, the book of James is always very good at these practical situations and always is challenging. So James said, uh, and I think for me this sounds a little like a proverb, I'm pretty sure if I'd done some studying, and if we do some studying, I think we'd find Proverbs that speak into what good anger or what anger should look like. So he says, um, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. 
So I just wanted to kind of think about that theme a little bit and just think of uh, what anger should, should look like. And I think uh, what I'd like to say is anger, we should be slow to anger. We should be slow to become angry. Um, so I think maybe for us, the, the best kind of uh, metaphor, no, not metaphor, best uh, example of that is God's anger with us. So actually, in the Old Testament, there is definitely that, that phrase uh, that God is slow to anger comes up in the Psalms and other parts of the Bible. But um, when uh, Moses uh, saw God, um, when, he was, when God revealed himself to him, um, obviously, everyone remembers the burning bush, uh, and God was revealed himself as I am. Uh, and uh, other times in the, uh, the book of Exodus, uh, God speaks to Moses uh, on his own, particularly. And one of those times was when he got the Ten Commandments for the second time. First one's got broken. Second time he had to give the second, uh, Ten Commandments. So I just want to look at Exodus 34, where God speaks to Moses and reveals him something about himself. Uh, and he passed in front of Moses, proclaiming uh, the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. So God was God is passionate for us. God is passionate um, uh, and faithful and loving towards us, and He is slow to anger. And I think, really, we see that slowness in, uh, to become angry uh, in the gospel. Uh, really, we deserve judgment, don't we? And the Israelites deserve judgment, but He was slow in His anger, and uh, His rescue plan came just at the right time. So. Uh, in Romans chapter 5, it talks about at just the right time, Christ died for us. And so really, we deserve judgment. We deserve God's anger uh, many, many times over before that. But just the right time, uh, God uh, came down and spoke into our situation, and he died for us. So our anger should be similar. So I guess when I'm thinking about situations that maybe we're going to come across uh, if you're not angry with someone already at the moment, uh, you can guarantee you're going to be tested this week. Uh, it's going to come up. So in those situations, we need to be slow to anger. So not bite back straight away, uh, but instead choose the right moment. When is the right time for us to uh, respond? Because uh, something I was going to say at the start, which I missed out, um, but I'll, probably, I'll just try and squeeze it in now. And that is, I think it's, it's a sinful not to be angry sometimes. I think uh, uh, I can definitely say for myself, sometimes I bite my tongue uh, because I don't think it's the right time. But then I just kind of like, I just sit on it and I'm not angry about something. Uh, I don't do anything about it. And I think actually sometimes we need to still challenge something. We need to be, uh, we need to find the right time. So be slow to anger, but we need to then challenge things um, when they come up. So, uh, in conclusion, I'll finish off by saying uh, the f Jesus said that we have, to be, we have to be more faithful than the teachers of the law. Uh, so, to be more faithful than the teachers of the law uh, is the heart that matters. Our hearts that matter. It's, um, we're not talking about these sins that people can see, but what's inside that counts. Uh, and in a sense, for anger, um, you know, we need to deal with our angers. We need to be people of peace, and we need to be slow to anger. And then we know that if we are, if we are, our heart is right, and if we are slow to anger, we know actually that uh, God does see us as more holy and uh, more righteous than the Pharisees because we are his children, 
And it's almost like uh, he doesn't see us anymore. He sees Jesus. He doesn't see our kind of our sins, our anger uh, on us. He puts kind of Jesus onto us. So if it's a robe, you kind of think of it as the, the robe is our robes would be dirty and it'd be filthy. But Jesus, uh, his, the robe he gives us because Jesus died for us is white. And so God sees us as righteous, more righteous than the Pharisees. So I just want to finish there. Uh, maybe I should kind of just pray, Malcolm. So, dear Lord God, I want to pray over us as a congregation. I pray that we will be people who are people of peace. And I pray that we'll also be authentic. I pray that we'll be people who, uh, who do become angry about things, who do um, challenge things. And uh, I pray that we'll be people who, when we do get, when we're angry about things in the wrong way, or we say things that we regret, I pray that we'll be people who uh, also make peace quickly. Pray on Jesus' name. Amen.